Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Innovation can be a major reboot, a radical redefinition, a phenomenal transformation. Innovation can happen at the individual level, at the team level, at the organizational level, even in communities and in our larger world. In this podcast, I'm going to give you a few tips for sparking innovation. I want to start by talking about innovators. These are the people who know who they are and who they're not. They're guided by deep self-knowledge. Innovators are curious. They want to know more. As a result, they listen without knowing. They don't accept conventional wisdom. They ask lots and lots and lots and lots of questions. These are the people who are in a state of constant learning and constant growth. They capture new ideas and they figure out novel ways to use old ideas. They're not satisfied with the status quo in themselves, in their organizations, in their communities, or in the world. Because innovators want to shake things up, they're willing to be irreverent. They're comfortable disagreeing with established wisdom. They question what's known, and they propose new interpretations of existing knowledge. These are the people who make suggestions that seem unusual or just weird. The attribute that I find most valuable is that innovators are in touch with and guided by their core values. This is why and how they're able to go against the norm, to invite ingenuity, and to guide meaningful change. I want to tell you a story about my friend, Dr. Hope O'Brien. She's a highly regarded neurologist who specializes in headache medicine. She saw a need for more individualized, personalized care for headache sufferers. She had an enviable position at an Ohio hospital and held the rank of associate professor at an academic institution. Even with that career success, something within her wanted to use a different model to deliver care one that would allow her to connect deeply with her patients. And that's how the Headache Center of Hope in Mason, Ohio, came to be. Hope made the decision to get off the safe, prescribed, predictable path for a physician and create something new and different. Hope decided that she could build a practice that offers a holistic, humanized approach to medicine. Her personal belief is that individuals are unique. They're unique beings and that each and every person deserves individualized care. Now that's innovation. That is risk-taking. That's a willingness to operate out of your core beliefs. If you're not a natural innovator, don't fret. You can cultivate the competence. Now, you're going to need to practice. You're going to need to develop muscle memory from that practice. You're going to need to be aware of when fear creeps back in, and then you'll have to keep pressing forward. 
eventually, you're going to see your innovations or at least improvements taking root. Then, as you get that pride and accomplishment, you'll be willing to take a few more risks that will help you become an innovator. So where does all this innovation start? It begins with the dream. What do you want to transform? What's the innovation that you want to see or to lead? That's where it starts. It doesn't happen by accident. Innovation is thoughtful. It's purposeful. It's intentional. Well, what comes next? Capacity building. Do you, does your team, does your organization have the skills, the core competencies to make the innovation happen? If you don't have the foundational capacity, can you get it? Are you willing to get it? Let's go back to my friend Hope. She's a physician, and if you know anything about doctors, you know that most of them lack any business acumen, and Hope was no different. Recognizing that, she went back to school and got an MBA. That's how she did her capacity building. That's how she was able to handle the business side of the Headache Center of Hope. She was well-prepared to set up a business model that's in alignment with her vision, her mission, and her core values because she invested the time in getting that MBA. She was able to be a really strong, a really tough negotiator when she found the building that she wanted to purchase. She managed the renovations, oversaw her marketing team, and handled all of the other elements of the business because she had done capacity building. Had she not taken the time and taken up the mantle for the MBA and for the capacity building, it would have been a lot harder. Not having a skill set does not mean that you can't develop it. Capacity building is critical for innovators, and it's critical in launching successful innovations. Okay, you have the dream. You have the capacity. You have the energy, and I mean boundless energy. Now you need to find some partners in crime, some likely and some unlikely collaborators. This creates opportunities for lots of people to grow and for a greater likelihood of transformational change. And really, at the, at the bottom, at the core, that's what innovation is all about, transformational change. Innovators know they can't go it alone. So they find like-minded people with a wide array of strengths and skills to make the dream become reality. Innovators are not uncomfortable when their collaborators disagree. They understand that really healthy conflict can bear fruit. The best fruit that can come from conflict is creativity. Recognizing this, innovators welcome dissent and they're able to harness it so that something new can be born. They try different approaches and they track what they learned from their successes and from their failures. Innovators, they're able to lead their teams in creating promising concepts and then putting them to the test. But the reason they're able to do that with their teams is because they can do it with themselves. What else do we need to spark innovation? Well, we have to prepare for a process, not an event. Every overnight success was actually years in the making. 
understand there are going to be developmental or growth stages, and each one is going to be harder than the one before. Each step or each stage is the foundation for the next. Inherent in innovation is the willingness to fail, to make mistakes, missteps, and to just overall screw things up. This is messy work, and it's hard to contain. The last thing I want to talk about is what I call an innovation implementation plan. If you know me at all and you know any of my work, you know I'm really big on action plans and implementation plans. It's kind of a map that you, the innovator, and your team can use to get off to a good start, to really launch. So you'll start by assessing. Where's the inertia? Where's the complacency? Those are really outposts of opportunity. Remember, this can happen at the individual team, organizational, or community level. So look around for some areas where, hmm, we've fallen asleep at the wheel, or there's not enough attention being paid to an issue. The next thing you have to do is to create the case. There has to be a compelling case for any innovation. Why are you doing it? Why do you want to apply a creative approach? How can your innovation impact the bottom line in a positive way? What are the beneficial transformations that will come from your innovations? If you can answer some of those questions, you can build a case for innovation. Now, the next step is obvious, but you have to have really clear objectives. You can't just be swinging around on a dream. You have to root it in objectives. You know, risk-taking without a purpose is, to me, just really reckless. So it's time now to create clear pictures that people can relate to. It's important to help people see what the innovation will look like, what it'll do for them, and why it matters. All of these steps are useful, but I really, I'm really kind of sold out on this one. I really like this one because it makes the innovation tangible to lots of different people, to different stakeholders. So take the time to create clear, easily relatable descriptors. Next, act. You have to do things that make the objectives real. You have to act. Otherwise, it's just a wish or a dream or a hope. And as you act, remember to reward success and failure. Reward effort. Create the kind of culture. Create, oh, just create this feeling inside of yourself that trial and error are good things. Encourage them. Encourage experimentation. Celebrate effort, not just the wins. Make sure people know how much you value the energy they're investing in trying to innovate. If you're doing an innovation in your own private life, make sure that you reward yourself every time that you try. As you keep acting, don't forget to evaluate and to educate. That means track what you're learning, recalibrate what you're doing. 
Share what you're learning throughout the organization. Share what you're learning throughout your community. Share what you're learning with your team, with your family. Just share what you're learning. That's how you create a culture that's comfortable with, that even embraces innovation. Innovation is really an experiential process. Innovators are immersed in creating new experiences for themselves and for others. And that doesn't mean that they don't hit obstacles, because of course they do. That's just, come on now, that's just reality. But when you get frustrated, please don't give up. Find somebody you can vent with and then try again. Get back on track. Be willing to try different tactics. Be willing to try different approaches. Get input from all sorts of people, from unlikely sources. Do not be defeated. Try and try and try again and again and again. Now, what I hope is that you got some thought starters that are going to help you launch your next innovation, whether it's within yourself, within your family, with your team, in your community, in your organization. I hope that you got a few things that you'll actually use to start innovating. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe if you haven't already. I add new and relevant leadership learning all of the time. If you haven't visited the Smichael Speaks YouTube channel, check it out. There's all sorts of new content. All of this is virtual leadership learning that will help you soar 